And as you made a decision to be here this morning, may you leave with that which you came for. If you believe that, say amen. Praise God. Well, we had a great week. We uh, got back yesterday from uh, New York. We were at the Dunamis Revival meetings with, uh, in New York with Dr. Paul Inchi and his wife, Dr. Pastor. Uh, and, and so it, it, was, it was amazing. It was amazing. It's amazing to see what God is doing in America. It's amazing to see, to know that we are living in the greatest hour of the church. Amen. It might not seem like it if you don't have the understanding or if you've, uh, you know, don't have the knowledge uh, of 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 the what the people of God should you know should be and should look like in the, in these days that we are living in it could be a little scary for the ones for the lack of knowledge you know of people but when you begin to discover you know and I've this has really stuck with me your discoveries in the in the word of God is the beginning of your recovery of everything that Satan has stolen from the people of God you know, and so it's not until you begin to discover that you'll begin to recover of everything that belongs to you. And as a child of God, you know, there are many things that, that, that belong to you, but what good is it to know that you have an inheritance and you don't know about it? What good, you know, you can have an inheritance and your lack of knowing that keeps you from uh, receiving it and from enjoying it. And so, but that's not going to be your story. Amen. Because you're here and because uh, uh, you belong to a church where you get the word of God. Amen. You get the word of God. Uh, I've been listening a lot to Dr. Teal Osborne. And uh, one of, one of the, the, the things that he said that I love is that, uh, you know, you hear me say this a lot. And a lot of times when, I, when, I, when you, you know, you're studying the word and you're studying, you know, the, 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 the tools that, the, 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 the God has given you through the great books of the great man of God, uh, you, everything just comes together. You realize, let me just give you like an example. Like for those of you that don't wait till next Sunday to get the next word, but have taken the time to get in the word during the week, and it's, it, it, it makes a difference because uh, all of a sudden you hear clear. And it's something that I would say whoever's ministering up here, it'll be like, oh, I was just on that. I was just reading that, or I just heard that, and then, you know, and everything just begins to click, and, and the understanding increases versus then you're just constantly, you know, uh, uh, are unfamiliar uh, with, with the scripture and the word of God. But whichever is your case this morning, open your heart, and you're going to get something from the Lord. But God has given us all things, say all things. God has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. That means that God did not just save you and leave you. God did not just save you and say, okay, I, 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 that, that, that's my part. Now, you, you know, you just go for yourself. What kind of father will that be? No, God did, God did not just only uh, uh, save us and leave us, but in that great salvation, that's why it's called that great salvation, he's given us everything. Say everything. Everything that we would need to uh, walk in victory here on this earth you know the earth it, 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 satan is a god of this world and that's what most people don't understand satan is a god of this world the systems of the world are the systems of satan but the bible says that we are in this world but we are not of this world 
That's why when you understand that, you don't adjust, you don't just adjust yourself to this world. You don't conform to this world because you know I'm here, but I don't belong here. The Bible calls us temporary residents. Imagine that. Temporary residents of this earth because one day that trumpet is going to blow and one day we're going to be caught up with Jesus and we're going to go to our eternal home, which is heaven. If you're born again, if you're saved, heaven is your home. If you're not, then you need to get saved. Jesus made a way, amen, so that you don't have to go to hell because hell is a real place. Nobody likes to talk about, nobody likes to talk about hell, but hell is a real place. The devil is real, amen. And people, there's a lot of people that feel like there is no devil, so God gets the blame for everything, you know? And that's the, the same devil that is causing all this chaos, uh, uh, you know, is the one that gets people to put the blame on God because he just has to keep hiding himself from you knowing that there is a thief, amen, and, and his name is Satan that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. And when you discover that life, it changes everything once you start, you know, uh, 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 in the, uh, growing in that life. And so um, it's exciting. He was saying, you know, God has given us all things, say all things again, pertaining to life and godliness. And all those things that, that, that God has given us, he's given them to us in the form of seeds. This is a basket of seeds. The word of God is considered seed. And then you know what the beautiful thing is? Is that you, he made you a farmer of your own life. So, so if you don't, you know, I, these last couple of weeks I've been on, 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 you can change your destiny. And I've been referring it to the, to the life of Jabez. He had a, he was supposed to live a sorry life and, and due to his name, due to how his mother birthed him, but he heard of the mighty God of Israel and he cried out to the God of Israel and believed that the God of Israel could change his, his name and can change his story. And so Jabez is not the only one that that happened to. That happened to all of us. That when we heard of the God of Israel and cried out to the God of Israel, the same God that changed the life of Jabez is the same God that has changed many of our lives. Amen. And so, but, but, but it, it, it's not really up to God. It's up to you. And, and, and so God has given us that ability to be able to change our story. To change our destiny. Amen. It's, a, it's wonderful news, but I want to stir you up to where you, 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 you are stirred enough to say enough is enough. Somebody's going to cross their enough is enough point this morning. Enough is enough. That, I, I, I'm, I'm done with this. I want what God has for me. I want what God has for me. I want to enjoy life. I want to enjoy my marriage. I want to enjoy my children. I want to enjoy good health. Amen. Good prosperity. I want to have peace. All that that I just mentioned is packaged in your salvation. Don't settle for just being saved, going to church, and being busted up every other day of the week. Don't settle for dragging yourself through life in pain, in sorrows, confused, uh, 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 messed up. Don't settle for that. The same God that saved you is the same God that delivers you. The same God that delivers you is the same God that builds you up. The same God, the same God that will give you peace, that will give you joy. Everything. Everything. 
You just got to consider him. Amen. And you got to decide. I'm not, I had to decide that because, and, and, and listen, I grew up in church and I was in church miserable. May that never be the story of anybody that comes to the Power Love Church. Come in here and then being miserable. Come in here and walking in weakness. Come in here and just putting up with whatever life gives you. The devil is a liar. That won't be your story. Because you're going to rise up to the authority that you've been given in Christ Jesus. And say, uh-uh, uh-uh. I used to be ignorant. I used to be blind. But now I can see. I didn't used to have understanding, but now I have the knowledge of who I am in Christ, who God has called me to be, the things that he's given to me to rule and reign in this life. How can we as believers walk around defeated when greater is he that is in us than he that is of this world? And so, you know, you, gotta, you, you, you can't just settle. Christianity is not just going to church. It's life, an empowered life through Christ Jesus, an empowered life, a productive life, an effective life in every area of your life. Hallelujah. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 1. I'm going to continue on. You can change your destiny. But you'll have to catch up because it's been a couple of weeks already. And I've been on this Sunday morning, Sunday night. And so last Sunday night, you can change your destiny through the words that come out of your mouth. So if you weren't here, you can go ahead and back and, and listen to that. It's very important. Very important. Amen. Very important. And so let me begin. Let's go ahead and begin in verse 1. I'm in the NLT translation. It says, these are the words that Moses spoke, Deuteronomy 1, verse 1. These are the words that Moses spoke to all the people of Israel while they were in the wilderness east of the Jordan River. They camped in the Jordan Valley. Say they camped. Circle that where they camped. <laughs> in the Jordan Valley near Sub, between Paran on one side and Tefel, Laban, Hazaroth, and Dezahab on the other. Normally, verse 2, it takes only 11 days to travel from Mount Sinai to Kadesh Barnea, going by way of Mount Seir. But, but 40 years, say but 40 years, after the Israelites left Egypt on the first day of the 11th month, Moses addressed the people of Israel, telling them everything the Lord had commanded him to say. Moses addressed the people of Israel, telling them everything uh, the Lord had commanded him to say. This took place after he had defeated King Sion of the Amorites who ruled in Heshbon and at Eldri had defeated King Og of Bashan who ruled Ashtaroth. Well, that's just a lot of extra stuff. <laughs> Verse 5. <laughs> While the Israelites were in the land of Moab. Are you still with me? Okay. While the Israelites were in the land of Moab east of Jordan River, Moses carefully explained the Lord's instructions as follow. Verse 6. When we were at Mount Sinai, the Lord our God said to us, you have stayed at this mountain long enough. Long enough. 
I could just close it there, right? <laughs> you have stayed at this mountain long enough. It's time to break, break camp and move on. You have stayed in this mountain long enough. It's time to break camp and move on. And then he says, go. Go. It's been long enough that you've been at this camp, in this situation, in this circumstance, in this sorry state, suffering with pain, putting up with what you shouldn't be putting up because Jesus Christ already took it for you. It's been long enough. Week after week. Month after month, year after year, it's been long enough. Repeated, repeated it failures, going through the same thing over and over. It's been long enough. You stayed in this mountain too long. It's time. It's time for somebody this morning to rise up and say, enough is enough. My time has come to break forth and move on. What you return to is what you're looking at. What you look at, you gravitate towards too. But the Bible says, consider him who endure all things, all shame. That for the joy that was set before him, he couldn't be stopped. What are you considering? If you're considering the situation, if you're considering the circumstance, if you're considering your case, today is the day to break forth and to move on. My, your time has come to go to the next level. Somebody's going to get that this morning. And then verse 8 says, look. I am giving you all this land. Go in and occupy it. For it is the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to all their descendants. You have stayed at this mountain long enough. It's time to break camp and move on and go. The people of God only have one direction, forward, maybe two, forward and upwards. Well, forward is the way upwards. You can't do that recalling the past. The Apostle Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting what's behind me. How serious are about your change of story? How serious are you about your change of level? How serious are you about breaking forth? You can't blame people. You can't blame your parents.
trials. You can't blame. You can't even blame the devil. You got to take the responsibility because a responsible God, a responsible father has given you everything. Everything you will need. Now you got to say, uh, you know, I've, 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 I've been thinking about the, what this person did to me. I've been thinking about what they did. I've been blaming people, but I realize it's kept me in circles. Everybody's moving forward, but I'm still going through the same thing. But today I break forth and today I move on. This one thing I do, forgetting the past and moving forward, you got to rip that rearview mirror. Amen. There's one thing I do. Forget the past and press. Press takes work. Press takes work. It takes work with doing something I'm going to tell you this morning. Very basic, but it's going to change your story. It takes work reprogramming your way of thinking. It'll take work. The work is the reprogramming your way of thinking into the newness and the new way of life. Romans 6, verse 4. It says, therefore we are buried with Christ by baptism unto death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Say newness of life. That we should also walk or live in this newness of life. In this life is all the benefits that came as a result of our redemption in Christ Jesus. Of our freedom in Christ Jesus. He forgave our sins. Uh, the, the psalmist says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeems our life from destruction, who crowns us with love and kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies our mouth with good things, good things, so that our lives will be uh, 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 strong, soaring, and overcoming. That, should, that is the story of every believer, that they should live lives in the newness of life, lives that are strong, soaring, and overcoming. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Say newness of life. And Jesus is the reason for this newness of life. He's the reason why we could receive this change, this great change. I was once blind, but now I can see. I was once broken, but now I am made whole. Hallelujah. I was once walking in defeat, in shame, in bondage, but now uh, my dignity has been restored in Christ Jesus. I was once a sinner, but Jesus Christ forgave me, and I'm no longer a sinner I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And now I don't have to live in condemnation. There's no condemnation in those that are in Christ Jesus. That walk not after the spirit, but after the flesh. Oh, hallelujah. You know, when I was thinking about this, I, Angie came to my mind, and she's going to be so surprised that, I, that I'm pointing her out. Angie, yes, lift up your hand. 
The reason was because when she came to this church, her life was so different. Come up here, Angie. She came to her mind. She, she has no idea. But what God did for her, Angie came here by herself. Angie came here by herself. And um, why don't you tell them? Because <laughs> then I'm going to tell, tell you everything about her, and then she's going to repeat it. <laughs> but God did something in her that she never imagined. Tell them. Um, I came here first in August 2021. And when I came here, um, I came here uh, mainly because my marriage was falling apart. So I, I, I was invited um, by a friend who I told her what was going on, and she, she automatically just said, come to church. She's like, I'm like, I need something more than that, you know. But little did I know that coming to church was going to change my life even more than I expected because I came for my marriage to be healed and he just gave me way more than that. Um, when I came, my marriage was healed like in a month after that, I believe. Um, Shortly after that, I started praying for a child because we were married for about 20, oh, hold on, let me do the math. <laughs> Since 2016, uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, we're, <laughs> we were married for like five years. And we had been wanting a child, and that was one of the reasons why our marriage was falling apart because I, I, I believe I had a curse on me. I was just talking about this because... <sighs> Um, I was involved when I was 18, actually, with Planned Parenthood. And I don't even think you knew this, but um, I was involved with Planned Parenthood. And I would go to their events, and I would do, like, protesting, and I would be like, yeah, uh, sex education for kids, and yeah, they need it, and go and do, do this as long as you're being protected. Who cares? And so for a long time after that, oh, and I even had... Um, an IUD implanted in my body, and I was actually getting paid to do it. So, and I, I this was before I had knew about Jesus. You know, this is before all of that. So, um, after that, um, you know, I I was like, okay, I just I'm just cursed, like because I did this, so now I just can't have kids. So when I came here, um, I started praying for a child. And then I learned something, something so simple. But I learned faith, what faith means. And faith means to believe something will happen even before you see it. So I started thanking God in advance. Thank you, God, for my child that you're going to give me. And I said... Thank you for my son, because we really wanted a boy. So, <laughs> so I was like, thank you for my son. And I, I purchased, actually, uh, Kofi's book on prayers. 
And I started praying for the fruit of the womb. Every, every day I started praying for it. And I was like, wow, can this really happen to me? December 24th, took a pregnancy test. I have a one-year-old. And let me tell you, in that book, later on, I, ha I went back to the book and I read like the little first chapter because I didn't, I, wouldn't, I didn't read the first little preface or whatever. I would just do the prayers. And it said right there at the bottom, in a year from now, you'll be holding your child. And I was like, wow, like just tears in my eyes because God is so faithful. If you, you need to believe it and you will receive it. He, he's so good. He says it in his word. And, and I, I actually named him Samuel. Sorry, am I talking too much? <laughs> Trust me. His name is Samuel because he's, he's everything I prayed for. He's everything I prayed for. And he's just, oh, man, I just love him so much. He's so perfect. And, okay, guess what, guys? Sorry. This TMI, but we're believing for a second child. <laughs> the same way the first one came, the second one will come in Jesus' yes. mighty name. Nothing different. Thank you. Simple faith in God. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Get her husband's here. The mom's here. The child is in the classroom. I said, where's the baby? She said, in class. <laughs> give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible for those that believe. The devil is a liar. He's wicked. He's, the systems of the world are, are wicked. Getting paid to, to be out there. To put the IUD in you. That's, that's the systems of the devil. When God says be fruitful and multiply. She hadn't even had one yet. But God. All things are possible to those that believe. It might not be uh, a child that you're believing for. But whatever it is. All you have to do is have faith in God. Simply believe that God is who he is and that he can do what he says he can do. Amen. I see you getting your, uh, birthing your miracle in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever it is, let it be done according to your faith in Jesus' mighty name. So there's a, a, a changing your destiny. Somebody that came in and, 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 and had a, 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 uh, process of thoughts that this is just the way it's going to be. Uh, you know, I'm cursed or this is what I deserve. This is what, uh, you know, this is just what's going to be my life. There are many people in the world bombarded with thoughts like that that are not of God. And those thoughts ca have kept them in bondage, separated from God. But I'm here to tell you that all it takes for you to see a change is to reprogram your way of thinking. In Philippians chapter 4, if you can turn there with me, Philippians chapter 4, hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? Glory be to God. I'm telling you, this is a place of miracles. This is a place where healing rivers flow. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. In Philippians 
chapter 4. Hallelujah. When you find it, say amen. And then wait for me. <laughs> Glory to God. Chilip Philippians, not Philippians. <laughs> chapter 4, verse 4. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. I believed. I prayed for my child. I gave the supplication unto the Lord, and then I thanked him. It's done. Let your request be made known unto God. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Finally. Well, no, no, let's stop there. So shall keep your mind, your hearts, and your minds through Christ Jesus. It is important to note that uh, the Bible says, as in, I believe it's in Proverbs 13, as a man thinketh, so is he. So to change your destiny, to change your outcome, you must change the way you think. You must forsake every negative thought. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, verses 6 through 9, Isaiah 55, verses 6, hallelujah. Who's glad they came this morning? Glory be to God. 6 to 9. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And then he says, let the wicked forsake his way. This newness of life means forsaking our old ways. And the unrighteous man, his thoughts. We must forsake negative thinking. Our, our, our lives have been programmed to think a certain way. But in this newness of life, we must reprogram our thinking with God's thoughts. We must do away with those negative thoughts and then reprogram our minds by the word of God. Then the word continues uh, and it says, let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. Oh, hallelujah. See, somebody's here thinking... This can't happen to me. It happened to her. But some of you, you know, we're thinking, yeah, but that's her. And I, you know, no, forsake those negative thoughts. My thoughts are not your thoughts, says the Lord. 
ways, my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. We're thinking here and God is thinking way up here. Oh, may the Lord bring you up in your, in, your, in your thinking. Hallelujah. As a man, as a woman think it in his mind, in their hearts, so will they be. Your thoughts have a lot to where, what you're going to manifest in your life. Your thoughts have a lot are going to determine if you're going to cross over, if you're going to camp, if you're going to move on, or if you're going to camp, if you're going to break through, or you're just going to break down. Your thoughts have everything to do. Let me repeat that. If you're going to break through or you're going to break down. Because you can have the word, but if your mind hasn't caught up with it, you know, and I'll tell you why it's so important. This is where most people are defeated. They can shout hallelujah. They can say praise the Lord. They can get in their word, but if they don't learn how to think the thoughts of God, then they'll fail. Are you with me? God gave us a mind, but he gave us to reprogram it by his word. God thinks. He said, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And we are created in the image and likeness of God. And so we must reprogram our thinking with the word of God. And we must forsake. I can't think like this anymore. And the more you uh, um, uh, ingest the word of God, more are you going to produce the thoughts of God. And the more you produce the thoughts of God, you're going to recognize every lie of the devil. The things that used to defeat you won't defeat you anymore. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Negative thinking is what keeps people down. Negative thinking is what keeps people away from God. One negative thought can keep you away from God. One negative thought can keep you away from enjoying life. Our thoughts, this is why, is where the battlefield is. In our mind. It is where the devil will win or lose the battle in your life. You know why? Because he has no entrance into your life. Satan has, if you belong to Jesus Christ, Satan has no entrance into your life. The only entrance that he can have is the one you give him by believing his lies. And once you buy the lie, he gains territory in your life and begins to destroy your life by one simple negative thought. That's why your, your mind is not a playground for the devil. And don't be casual about what you let roam in your mind. Because if he can't have any entrance in your life, he can only have entrance in your mind. But he first has to get you to think like he thinks. He first has you, he's done that since the beginning. When God spoke to Adam and Eve, well, did really God say he wants to get you in the arena of reasoning when you should stay in the arena of faith. Faith says, I know what God says about me, but the devil wants you to cross over to the arena of reasoning. Did God really say? 
That if you eat that apple, you're going to be out of that tree, you're going to be like him. And then Eve should have just tell him to get to stepping. But she started listening a, bit, a little bit longer. And the more you listen to the lies, the more the lies will be, seem like they're true. And that's how it all happened. He convinced her. The Bible says who you yield to becomes your master. I love you too. I love you too. I love you. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It's be, I, I love the God that we serve. I love what he's done for us. I love how he's equipped his people. But I hate to see people being destroyed when they should be walking in victory. All because of not knowing. The devil is a liar. I like it the, the, better the way Dr. Paula she says is the devil is a bastard. And he is. If you don't like that word, he is. I used to be a thinker. Is this helping anybody? I used to be a thinker. And I would play everything in my mind. I didn't understand this. I didn't understand that this is the battlefield of the enemy. I didn't understand where if I'm going to be defeated, I'm going to be defeated here. I would just let my mind think whatever. I would be planning out my funeral. I would be, you know, in my own mind, I would, I would already plan everything out. I would, you know, I would, I would like, I already died in my mind. I have already was planning suicide in my mind. Until I discovered that that filthy devil is the way that he comes and, and gains entrance and territory and real estate in people's lives. Through the mind. And I began to take authority over my mind. Because nobody knows what's in your mind. You know. God knows. So, you know, don't pretend. Deal with things. Take the responsibility. To say, I'm going to live the life that God has given me. And I'm going to do about it what I need to do and what God has given me the grace and the strength to do. Which is take responsibility for my life. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible tells us in Proverbs 4.23. Very familiar scripture. Hallelujah. This is helping somebody. I know it is. If it's helping you say amen. amen. I don't know what you thought I was going to come serving this morning, but this is the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Changing your destiny by your thoughts. In Proverbs 4.23, the Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart. Who's to keep your heart? Your mom, your spouse, your grandma, you guard your heart with all diligence. Be as good as the guards that when we go to the prisons to minister, you got to go through five gates and show your ID before you can get in where you need to be. Care for your life like that. That before you let anything in your mind, any 
anything in your life, you're going to identify it. Where you come from? What you come to do? Who's with you? Who sent you? Because <laughs> I might just need you. I might, you don't just sign for any package. And if you don't sign for it, it stands outside the door until you allow it in. This is a serious thing. It'll cost you your life. It'll cost your life. It'll change your life. Look at Angie's life. Look at your life. Keep your heart. Guard your heart. The eyes are the gateway to your soul. If your eye is single, your whole body is single. But if your eye is dark, then your whole life is full of darkness. It matters what you let in. That's how the enemy works. But our authority comes from the inside out. We, we, you know what? When you have been disgusted with the old life enough that you don't want anything. The Bible says only a dog goes back to its vomit. You cannot determine how how much you want to sin. I just want to sin a little bit. The moment that you yield yourself to the old life is the moment you start gravitating. And you start yielding in your mind before you start acting it anyways. So you're already regressing in your mind. This is helping somebody. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows the issues of life. Guard it. And then the Bible says in verse 26, ponder the path of your feet. Ponder the path of your feet. And let all your ways be established. Turn not to the right nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Ponder. What does that word ponder mean? I looked it up in the dictionary because my first language was Spanish. I, didn't, I don't, still don't speak good English. What does to ponder mean? It means to think carefully about. Carefully. Think carefully about. Especially in order to make a decision. Think carefully. Who am I going to marry? Should I go to that invitation? Should I respond to that message? Should I open that door? Should I shut that door? You know, because actions precede thoughts. Nobody just goes and does something. They got to think about it first. Adultery just isn't, you don't, how did I get in this bed? How did I wake up with somebody else? Oh, you're not my wife? Oh, how did that happen? Oh, you're not my husband. How did that happen? You thought about it first. Nobody's exempt from negative thinking. You got to take authority every day over your thought. Or you, have, you, how did I, how did I just end up robbing this person? Something made me do it. Yeah, your negative thoughts that you didn't handle or take care of. Excuse me. Think, think about that for a minute.
ponder the path of your feet. Where do you want to go? Where do you see yourself? What direction are you headed? Ponder. Think carefully about, especially in order to make a decision. You're angry? Don't make decisions when you're angry. Ponder about it. Pray about it. Calm down because you're going to go the wrong direction. <laughs> I know it. Just calm down. Look to your neighbor and say, calm down. Think about it. Sleep on it. Give it to God. Wake up. You're going to be thankful you didn't make that decision. Are you with me this morning? Is this helping somebody? Is this helping somebody? <laughs> We're talking about changing our destiny. Change starts from the inside. No one can change you. And you can't change nobody. And your change comes by the seeds that you put on the inside of you. T.L. Osborne says, you can't change anybody. You can only seed somebody. <laughs> you can only sow those seeds because the power is in the seed. That's how God has ordained it. That's how God, God has orchestrated that he's put power in the seed. You can count how many... Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, how does it go? You can count how many uh, apples, uh, you can count how many seeds are in an apple, but you can't count how many apples are in a seed. So the power is in the seed. And God is the one who gives it the increase. Remember, he watches over his word to do it in your life. We can make a seed grow. The seed has already been created with, with power to reproduce by God. The seed is a miracle. Plant a little apple seed and you get a bunch of apples. How does that happen? Plant, plant any kind of seed. And if you take care of it and plant it in proper soil, it's going to reproduce in multiplication. When the word of God is sown in your life, it's going to reap in multiplication of the life that God has for you. It'll begin to change everything about you. The way you think, the way you look at life, the way you feel, the way you walk, the way you talk. Your environment, it affects everything around you. It changes everything. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you can say, this is, this is my life now? Like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. This is my life. I know exactly what you're talking about. At one point you thought, is this all there, life? there is to life? There's nothing exciting happening in my life. And Jesus said, I've come that you might have life to the fullest, an abundant life. Oh, I pray that these next three months and two weeks left of this year will be the, the most abundant life in Christ that you've ever known. The sights of God that you've yet not seen, may they be revealed into your life and manifested in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. If you receive that, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Ponder. It says, to bear in mind, to pay attention, to regard, to regard with respect. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. The Bible says, mark a straight path 
for your life. We do that. The Bible, the Bible is, a, is, a, is a, a lamp unto our feet and a guide into our path. The word of God, it shows us where we ought to go. And when we're following that path, it's going to be a straight one. And even if there's traps ahead of us, the Bible says God goes before us and makes every crooked path straight. So wonderful. So we just keep going. We just enter one door, another door. That's what the Bible says, that the path of the just, we are the just. The path of the just uh, shines brighter and brighter into the perfect day. That means your life should be getting brighter and brighter. Not brighter and darker, not brighter in confusion, no, brighter and brighter. Your tomorrow is going to be brighter than your today. Your next week is going to be brighter than this week. It's an exciting life. It's an exciting life. It's, you're just like in great expectation because it's like, what, what's, what's next, Daddy? What's next, Papa? What's next? Don't limit God by your limited thinking. As a man thinketh in his mind, so is he. God is a big God. That's why the Bible tells us, magnify the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endured forever. It gets exciting. It's like you're not limited to circumstances. You're not limited by time. You're not limited by people. You're not even limited by your job. You're thankful for that, but that's not where it ends. That's not the only paycheck at the end. Hallelujah. It's exciting. We've seen that all through these last days. Encounters we never thought we would have. Only God can do certain, you know, things in your life. But he's trustworthy. Hallelujah. Mark a straight path for your life. The path of God. The enemy bombards people in their minds. The battlefield is in the mind. And that's where, the, that's where people begin to give up. Negative thoughts. You're going to die. You're not going to make it. It's over for you. What happened is too crazy. But your God is bigger. Don't yield to negative thinking. Don't yield to the lies of the devil. Get aggressive with it. Open your mouth and say, enough is enough. Negative thoughts will start making you angry. Because you'll realize where they're coming from. And you realize, you lying devil, you have no, no authority. You have no entrance in the, you, you're trying to play with me? You, you want, you want, you, 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 you're trying to mess with my life? You're trying to mess with my children? You're trying to mess with my health? In the mighty name of Jesus, who stripped you off your power, I command you to get your filthy, stinky, slippery, no good for nothing life out of here in Jesus' name. And he has to obey you. One thought is like, huh? He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, or my ways your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your, 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 your ways and your thoughts. Think the thoughts of God. And God's thoughts are in his word. 
God's thoughts are in his word. I want you to say that God's thoughts are in his words. This is the seed, the word of God. And in Isaiah 55, verse 11, it says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I send it. God's thoughts are in his word. And so shall God's word be that it shall not return unto you void. Because God is the one that watches over his word to perform it. Get the thoughts of God in your life. Think the thoughts of God. Replace the thoughts of the enemy with the thoughts of God. You're not going to die. You're going to make it. You're going to be fruitful. Your children are going to make it. Your marriage is going to make it. Hallelujah. Your business is going to flourish. What happened to others will not happen to you. Glory be to God. If you believe that, say amen. amen. You know, I think about how they train the elephants. They train the elephants such a big animal. <laughs> you know, I don't know how much an elephant weighs. I don't really care, but y'all know they're, they're big and you can't just like push them somewhere. But supposedly how they train them is that they, 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 how they hold them is through a little chain and a little spike. But it wasn't always like that. They first had to break the mentality of the elephant. The instructor had to, help, had to get in him that he's not strong enough to pull that little chain. That's why they beat them to get back in place. They beat him long enough to get, until they get back in place, until they beat him too much that they're already convinced, I can't break that chain. When at first they could have just like, they could have kicked the instructor. Killed it. But they beat it long enough until he was convinced, I'm not strong enough. That's what the devil does. He'll beat your mind long enough until you're convinced, I, I can't go anywhere. I can't move forward. You know, I, that's, this, this can't happen to me. He's convinced you that this is just the way it's going to be. I was listening about a, 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 a um, scientist, I believe he's from Russia, that he was doing a test on two types of fishes, on a spike fish and a mana fish, I think that's what it's called. And it says that they put both fishes together. The spike fish is really an aggressive fish. And they put them in a tank and they put a glass uh, in the middle uh, of the fishes. So when they first threw the fishes in there, the spike fish immediately, that's his the way his nature went and boom and to try to get the other fish but not realizing there's a glass right there he wanted to eat it and so he kept doing it again he would go and attack and he will boom bump into the glass he'll do it again and bump he'll do it again and bump and he did it repeatedly times until finally uh the instructor realized it was like a behavior scientist he was studying behaviors on these fishes uh until finally he said um the the fish got tired of bumping there and 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 he wasn't 
bothering the fish anymore because he, he was convinced, I can't get to that fish. Well, even removing the glass, that fish wouldn't attack the other fish because in his mind, he's already convinced that he can attack that fish. There's nothing in between there. He can easily go over and eat the fish. Just like a lot of believers can easily cross over into the faith in God, into what God has for them, but the enemy has them convinced this is just the way that life is going to be. This is going to be for me. This is going to be for my children. This is just the way that it's going to be. When, when God says no, God says cross over into the life that I have for you. Cross over into the faith life. Cross over into the abundant life that I have for you. Cross over into the life of joy that I have for you. The life of peace. The life of well-being. Hallelujah. Cross over from that depression into the peace of God. Cross over into that hopeless life unto a living hope that I have for you. Cross over. But the devil has people convinced this is just the way it's going to be. I don't know about you, but I want to enjoy life every day until Jesus returns. And that doesn't mean that it's void of circumstances or, or trials. But even through all those things, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Even through all these things, you can count it all joy because of the one that is on the inside of you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That spike fish no longer. There was nothing in the middle and he no longer, he was convinced this is just the way it is. Isn't that something? You're one decision away. One decision away to seeing the change that you desire in your life. One decision away. And it's simply just to take God at his word. And believe, if you think that you can, you will. If you think that you can, you won't. That's just the way. It's a kingdom principle. I want to encourage your thinking this morning. Think that you can. Know that you can. Believe what God says about you. Oh, hallelujah. Don't be like that elephant. Know your power. Know your authority. Know what has been given unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, victory belongs to the people of God. Hallelujah. If, you've had, if you walked into this place convinced of a certain way, today is your, your time of change. Today is your time of change like the book of Deuteronomy says. You've been camped there long enough. Today you break forth in the mighty name of Jesus. Today you start moving in the direction of God. Glory be to God. Today you start experiencing what you hadn't experienced in your life. Let me tell you, the life that God gives you is not compared to anything. That's why we can say when you come to Jesus, your best days are not ahead of you. Your best days are ahead of you. Oh, glory to God. If you believe that, say amen. Hallelujah. We need to cast out, cast down every thought of the devil and get the thoughts of God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians verses 4. Uh, 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 chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. If our gospel is hid, it's hid to them that are lost. And then verse 4, it says that the, 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 the God of this world had blinded the minds. He's blinded the minds. He's blinded the what? It didn't say their eyes. The minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God, should shine upon them. See, because once their mind is enlightened, their life is enlightened. They can see the life of God for them. Hallelujah. 
I know what it is to be blind, even in church. But I know what it is to have eyes that see. I know what it is to be in bondage in my mind. But I know what it is not to have authority over my mind and to have my mind renewed by the word of God and go in the direction that God has for me. Glory to God. The activity of the enemy is in your mind. Where? So if he wants entrance in your life, how does he gain it? So what must we do? Guard our minds. In Ephesians chapter 6, is this too much scripture for you? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and 11, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And then in verse... Uh, um, in verse um, 14 and 17, it says, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, say above all, taking the shield of faith, which wit you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And then verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Take the helmet of salvation. Say the helmet of salvation. David said in the scripture, the Lord is the strength of my salvation. Thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. Take the helmet of salvation. David said, thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. And if you're going through a battle today, cover your head with the word of God. That's how the helmet of salvation is not just, you know, you, salvation is not just I gave my life to Jesus and, and then you go by your day and you have these, uh, 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 I don't know what people think, that the word, something's just putting the word of God on the inside of them. You have to put the word of God in you. You have to cover your mind with the word of salvation. If you guard your mind, you guard your life. Glory be to God. Cover your mind. With the word of salvation. Don't mind what the devil is doing. Don't look at what he's saying. Look at what God is saying and you'll see what God wants to do in your life. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. I see people rising up and taking the responsibility to see to it that their minds are, are going to occupy the word of God. The Bible in Hebrews 12:3 says, consider Jesus. To consider, what does that mean again? To ponder, to carefully think about. Are you thinking about it? Consider Jesus who endure such contradiction of sinners against himself. Lest, listen to what the Bible says. Lest you be wearied and you faint in your minds. Looking at the life of Jesus. Looking at how Jesus did it. Considering, the Bible says, as he is, so are we. 
Listen to me very carefully. As Jesus is, so are we. When you consider his life, you can partake of his life. You can't take something you don't know belongs to you. You can't go anywhere that you haven't been. But when you look at the life of Jesus, because Jesus has been there, you're on your way there. Lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Faint where? Lest you faint in your mind. You know what this tells us? Before... Your body faints, your mind has to faint. Before, help me there. Before your body faints, your mind has to faint. Before you break down, you have to have a mental breakdown. But that's not going to be you. Say, that's not going to be me. Because I'm going to guard my mind. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Mental breakdown, mental, all these things. That this is not for the people of God. And if you're going through any form of mental uh, uh, problems, today is your day of breakthrough. Today is your day of restoration. Today is your way for recovery in the mighty name of Jesus. It's a real thing, but it doesn't belong to you. Amen. My life is not going to break down because of what I'm thinking in my mind. I'm going to think the thoughts of God, and that's the direction that my life is going to go. And the life that you choose, you're not just choosing it for yourself. You're choosing it for everyone around you. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Before you, your body faints, your mind faints. So what's the key? Consider him. Consider Jesus who endured. Hallelujah. Before the devil wins a victory, your mind has to faint. You got to give in. You got to give up by taking his thoughts and say, I'm, that's not going to be me. Say, that's not going to be me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. That he has accepted us. That he has revealed to us. Hallelujah, that he's made us alive in Christ Jesus. Turn to Ephesians chapter 2, 1 to 3. That he's made us alive. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. You can write it down and you can listen to me or you can look at it for yourself or look at it up here. But it says, and you he made alive. Who? You he made alive. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. In which you once walked. You once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of our minds. You see, your thoughts, your actions are going to be a result of your thoughts. Your thoughts are going to manifest in actions. So if you guard your heart, you guard your mind. And if you guard your mind, you guard your life. Oh, hallelujah. 
fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and whereby nature children of wrath, just as the others. The Bible says if we sow to the flesh, we will reap corruption. But if we sow to the spirit, we will reap life everlasting. What do you want your life to be like? What do you want your outcome to be? Stop leaving it all up to God and stop blaming God for what is not happening in your life. Decide to take for yourself what God has already made available to you and get to work and renew in your mind by the word of God so that your actions will gravitate towards the life of God and your results will be those that God has orchestrated for his children. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Too many people don't understand. And they live sad lives. They live, they think, why isn't this happening to me? Why am I living like this? Why? And it, they're just, it, all they have to do is renew their minds. That all they have to do is remi- re- renew their thinking. Because if they were thinking, the Bible says, don't think and say to yourself, how am I going to do it? Matthew chapter 6. Don't uh, think saying. Don't think saying. What am I going to wear? What am I going to do? How am I going to do that? These things bombard the minds of the unbelievers. So he's saying, don't think saying. What you think is what you're going to let out of your mouth. But you know what? If you put the word of God in you, you don't have to guard your mouth because everything that's going to come out is what God says about you. You're not going to be complaining. You're going to be thanking him. You're not going to be negative. You're going to be thanking him. You're not going to be blaming people. You're going to be thanking him. Hallelujah. All because of what's in the mind. Don't think saying. Hallelujah. See, it's in the mind where the devil comes. It's in your mind when he'll speak to you and get you to yield to the negative thoughts. You know, the devil never talks to your spirit. He can't. He can't talk to your spirit. And God doesn't talk to your head. God talks to your spirit. Because he's a spirit. And he's given you his word. Amen. God is not a mind. God is a spirit. And that is because it's the only way that the devil has interest into your life. You have to decide that you're going to guard your mind. Hallelujah. One negative thought undealt with can keep you captive. One negative thought uh, uh, accepted will be a, a, a way in which your life will begin to regress. You have to tell yourself, and you have to do inventory. And if there's, and maybe if there's thoughts that have been in your mind and should have been there, just be quick to repent. Be quick to say, I repent of these negative thinkings in the name of Jesus, and I thank you, Lord, that you're merciful and that you're faithful. I don't know what, I, what the hell I was thinking. Straight up, because they were thoughts from hell. That's why I said it like that. Don't look at me funny. But now that I know, I'm not going to let any of that in my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Make up your mind. Look at your neighbor and say, make up your mind. And then tell him, I'm going to help you. Okay. By talking the word to you. (laughs) By speaking the word into your life. Make up your word to believe God. Make up your, your mind to believe his word. Make up your mind to believe that you are who God says you are. Amen. Last Sunday night, I, I've been giving you what God says about you. Go back and listen to it. 
make a list of everything that God says that you are. Amen. Start getting it on the inside of you. Start talking what God says about you. That's why I love Pastor John Osteen. Every time he'll, he'll start the service, he'll do it with that confession. This is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what he says I have. I can do what he says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. Uh, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I boldly confess. I'll never be the same. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. This word changes your life. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. One thought can keep you from thinking healing is not for today. Don't expect to get healed because healing is for today. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He healed then, he's healing now, and he's forever going to heal. But one negative thought can keep you from receiving. One negative thought can keep you from what God wants to do in your life. I remember that uh, somebody knocked on my door, it was a couple of years ago, and, and said, Pastor Sandy, it was actually... Um, Peter's mother's house, we used to live around their neighborhood, and, and, and they called or they knocked on the door and said, oh, we have an uncle that has just, uh, is in hospice, they've they given him so many days to die, and uh, he's going to be returning back to the, where he was from, he came to get some treatment, and we want you to come and pray for him. And immediately my mind was like, I don't feel anointed, like I don't feel like powerful right now, <laughs> my, my mind, you know? My mind I was already trying to find ways of, 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 of why it wasn't going to happen or keep me from going because I felt in my, in my mind was telling me that I had to do something, which I don't have to do anything. The anointing one is on, on the inside of me already. Hallelujah. And the Bible says to go lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And the Spirit of God said that. said, what? Get up and go. That's how the Holy Spirit talked to me. Get up and go. And so... I did. I went. And I said, that is so right. It doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter, you know, I, I, it's in me already. It's in me. And I just said, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. You said, go lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And it was your uncle, Peter, right? He was there. And when I looked at him, my mind wanted to tell me something else. Because he was more dead than alive. He was covered up, white, pale, shivering. And, and the doctors had already said he was going to die. I forgot what kind of terminal illness he had. And I remember that I stood in front of him, and though I wasn't feeling anointing, I started feeling really anointing when I seen him. When I seen that they had given him that death sentence and that they, they'd only given him a couple of days to live, all of a sudden the, the, the Spirit, Holy Spirit just started stirring on the inside of me. And I began to look at him, and I began to tell him how Jesus Christ died for him, how Jesus Christ took stripes on his body, that by the stripes of Jesus, he is healed. Glory be to God. And, and as I was ministering to him, I said, do you believe that? And he says, yes. And I said, can I pray for you? And he said, yes. I remember laying hands on him, cursing the spirit of death in the mighty name of Jesus cancer out of his body I said you will live and not die and you will declare the works of the Lord praise the Lord I knew that it was as good as done because he, all of a sudden he just his countenance a little bit just started like changing but I knew it was done and it wasn't for me to you know I, I just knew God did the work 
And that man did not die. Is he still alive? He has children. You know, he had children. And I asked him, I said, do you want to live? He said, yes. With long life shall he satisfy you and show you his salvation. Say this, I will live and not die and declare the works of God. Well, I was telling him to say that, but you can say that too. You know, say it. No, yeah. And let me tell you something. They left them to die. You might have been left to fail. But God says, you're not going to die, you're going to live. God says, you're not going to fail, not when you're my son or you're my daughter. No one that partners with God becomes a failure. That man was completely healed, restored. His children are enjoying him. Life. But I remember that day when they called, come and pray for him. My mind started telling me, uh, you haven't prayed for so long. Or, I mean, that you have to pray for so long or do something. And the Holy Spirit said, get up and go. What you doing? Get up and go and pray for that man. Guard your mind. When God shows you things, worship team, come up here. When God shows you things in your mind, it might seem impossible. And I've, I've heard this, and I, can, I understand now, if it doesn't scare you, then it's not God. If it's, if it's not big enough, then it might not be God. Because when it comes from the Lord, it's too much in the natural to, you know, to comprehend it. But when God tells you something and shows you something, don't mind the natural. Don't mind the circumstance. Stop looking at your bank account. Stop looking at where it's going to come from. Mind the seeds that you have sown into your life that have told you what God can do for you. Oh, if you believe that, say amen. Come on, shout a louder, amen. Glory be to God. Thoughts can keep you. I feel like there's people here that God showed you that you will be doing something, but your thoughts held you, have held you captive. But today that breaks in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You, in the kingdom of God, you don't have to cope with anything that God has not given you. Whether it be a sickness, the world teaches you to cope with things. And then all they, their solution is medicating you. But if God has not given you that, and if it didn't come from God, you don't have to cope with anything. You can rid of it for yourself in the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't let your negative thinking keep you from what God wants to do in your life. Don't be limited in your mind. The children of Israel became limited in your mind. Even be careful after they had seen the mighty hand of God. Some of you, you've seen the mighty hand of God, but you're wondering how he's going to do the next thing for you. Why is that? Because of the mind, the thoughts. What God has done in your life is to show you that he can do anything else. If you forget what God has done, you'll become ungrateful. 
That's why Jesus even told the disciples, why do you have so little faith? Didn't you see me feed the multitudes? And now you're wondering how we're going to eat? Didn't you see me deliver, you know, uh, uh, all these people? And now you think we're going to die in this ship? God didn't bring you out to keep you down. He brought you out to bring you up. Jesus came down so that you can go up. He became a nobody so that you can become a somebody. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Don't let your negative thinking keep you from what God wants to do in your life. Whatever you imagine you can do, you will do. I know it sounds very simple. And the best way to increase your capacity, you know, uh, pray. As you get in the word of God, ask the Lord, increase my territory. Increase my capacity to think. Let me see what no eye has seen, Lord. And God will begin to show you. And though that will, and your, 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 he'll give you pictures. And those pictures will empower you to move forward and to never quit. Because you might be here, but in you, you already see what's ahead. In your mind, you already see what's ahead because God has already shown you. And you become unstoppable. Jesus became unstoppable for the joy that was said before him. He endured the cross and despising all shame. He didn't care what they were saying about him. He didn't care that they were criticizing him. He didn't care any of that. And you shouldn't care either. Because when you grab a glimpse in your heart and in your mind of what God is doing in your life, people that come against you are too small for where God has taken you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Real quick, in 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 9, we can read an encounter where Naaman was an important official in the house of a king who had leprosy. He, was, he, had, a, a, he, was, he had a disease. And a servant that was an Israelite there uh, uh, asked the, 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 the king, let me take him to, to, um, uh, to the servant of God, to the prophet of God, so that he can be, and, and that, that he may be healed. And Naaman believed that. Naaman believed that, and the king gave him permission, and he went uh, with gifts on his hands. And let me take you there real briefly, and then I'm going to close. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so it says here uh, uh, that he went, uh, and uh, in verse 9, it says, So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elijah's house. But Elijah sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. So that was somebody, does that, does that sound difficult? Not really, right? Go and wash yourself in the Jordan River seven times. Then when you do this, you will be restored. Your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. And 11 says, but Naaman became angry and stalked away. And he said this, I thought, uh-oh, I thought, some of you have 
come this morning and you, 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 you're already thinking, well, I thought this was going to happen or I thought. And you're, you're limiting yourself. And you're going to miss out what God has for you. Naaman said, I thought he would certainly come out to meet me. He was already offended. He said, I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and heal me. So his thought was telling him all this. And then he said, aren't there rivers of Damascus, the, the Abana and the Par Farfa, better than any of the rivers of Israel? Why should I go wash them and be healed in the Jordan? He was thinking all this, and he was speaking all this. So Naaman turned and went away mad because the man of God sent a messenger and said, just tell him to go this, and when he does this, this is what's going to happen. People are looking for, I don't know what people are looking for, but the word of God, Angie said it perfectly. It was very simple. Believe the word of God. Believe it before you get it. And thank God before you get it. And when you do that, I got, when I did that, I got it. She could have said, well, is that it? No, surely God is going to, like, cause me to shake and fall. And, ah. But God said, believe. When you pray, believe that you receive and you will have it. If you believe in your heart and down not. Hallelujah. Naaman was mad. And then he wants me to go wash in the Jordan River. Isn't there bare, bare, better rivers? God, God's ways are higher than our ways. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And you know what? God always wants to get the glory. And when God does it in your life, no one can take the glory because people will look at you and know that you could have done that on your own. It had to have been God that did it for you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I was studying this and I was reading that if you would, the, the, the reason, the Jordan River wasn't the cleanest river. And if you would have sent him, back then the rivers, some rivers were medicinal. And God said, I want to show him something he's never seen. And I want him to, he wanted to impact Naaman's life. I want him to know that I'm the living God. God wants you to know that he is the living God. Hallelujah. He can do for you what nobody can do if you only trust him. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And when the man with leprosy arrived, no, no, and then, and then it says, hallelujah. I went through to a whole other scripture. And then it says, I'm sorry, worship team. I know you're here. Praise the Lord. What verse was I on? Verse 12. Thank you. Somebody's listening. It's not us, my Lord. It, he said, it's not us, my Lord, the king. One of the officers replied, Elijah, the prophet in, uh, uh, in Israel, tells the king of Israel even the words you speak. Wait, am I right? Oh, where am I? 512. Thank you, guys. <laughs> then he said, aren't the rivers of Damascus yeah, better than any of the rivers of Israel. Why should I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply, say simply, 
Say simply, go and wash and be cured. What a good friend, right? I would have said, well, go home. And then <laughs> 14 said, so Naaman went down to the Jordan River. He convinced him. Thank God for good encouraging friends. Amen. So Naaman went down uh, 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 to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times. As the man of God had instructed him, and as his skin and 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 his skin became as healthy as the king as the, as the skin of a young child, and he was healed. Hallelujah! There, say simply. And then he said, "Then Naaman and his entire party went back to find the man of God." Listen to that. They stood before him, and Naaman said, "Now I know." Now I know. That's what God wanted him. That's what God wants for all his children. He wants you to know that not only that he loves you, not only that he's for you, that he's with you, that he's in you, but he can do the exceedingly, abundantly, above anything you could ever imagine or think according to the power that worketh in you. Now I know there is no God in all the world except in Israel. And then he just wanted to gift them. Don't let negative thinking stop you or separate you or limit you from what God wants to do in every area of your life. You know, my negative thinking, thinking kept me from enjoying my marriage because, my, because of everything that was in, that was in the mind. And, 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 and there was, you know, just so much going on. And it was all in the mind. It was all in the mind. And the moment that, you know, we got this, we started working at renewing our minds by the word of God. And it started changing everything about me. It started changing everything about my husband. We started seeing things different. And we realized, man, it's a tactic of the enemy to keep people apart. It's a tactic of the enemy to just have people living, existing, no joy, no peace. But God's will is for you to live the abundant life that Jesus Christ came to give you. No one can decide that but you. He's already given it to you. No one can change. Nothing changes just because it changes. I used to always think this new year is going to bring new change. How, Sandy? You can't expect change and keep doing the same thing. How are things going to change? You mu change must happen within you first. And when it does, everything on the outside begins to change for you. You ought to desire the life that God has for you. You already know what it is back there. You've already tasted a little bit of the goodness of God. But can I tell you, there's so much more that God's going to do in your life. There's so much more that God wants to do for you in your life. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that as you walked into this place, as you heard the word of the Lord, that the Holy Spirit sparked in you something in your heart and in your mind that has given you a capture or an image of what God wants to do in your life. Oh, I pray that with all my heart, I pray that every limitation barrier that has kept you limited and in bondage in your mind, I pray that in the name of Jesus, every, limit, every barrier, every limitation is broken off your mind. Every stronghold. The Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 and 5. They are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. 
casting down every vain imagination and bringing into captivity those thoughts to the obedience of Christ. May you rise up in your authority that when there is something telling you something contrary to what God says about you, that you're going to rise up and, and, and bring those negative thoughts down and out in Jesus' mighty name.